Welcome to She Lives and Loves, a podcast for women who are ready to fall head over heels in love with themselves and life. I'm Karen Monaco. I'm a conscious life creatrix, self-love guide, and poet. And in this week's episode, I'm doing a bit of Goddess 101 with you. I'll be covering the four most commonly talked about archetypes and how to work with them on your self-love journey. I've been on my own journey now for well over 20 years. I've experimented and I've explored a ton of different paths and teachings. And by now, you probably know that I've taught yoga. I'm a certified astrologer. I read tarot and oracle cards. I'm a psychic medium. I channel and I also do some traditional mentorship. But throughout all of that, the one thing, the one thread that's woven through it all is the goddess. No matter where life takes me, no matter what I go on a a journey to explore and expand upon, I always come back to working with the goddess. I was first initiated into the ways of the goddess and the divine feminine back in 2017 when I went to a very random Paint Your Inner Goddess workshop. And before I left that workshop, I had ordered every single goddess oracle deck and a ton of different books from Amazon. And I was so excited and so inspired. I overnighted them to me. I could not wait. Working with the divine feminine has led me to retreats. It's introduced me to soul sisters, and it's called me to enter a 12-month mystery school this past year. The goddess's energy and her love is unconditional. Her blood runs through my veins. And my dear, sweet sister, her blood, her love also runs through yours. A few things I really just want to drop in before I get into the four archetypes I'm going to talk about today is for for to start, you know, we're talking about energy here within ourselves and how it manifests out into the world. I've had a lot of women who hold a religious background or a belief system, and they feel that working with the goddess, even acknowledging the feminine, the feminine aspect of creator, it can't be held in tandem with their current faith. Only you can make that decision for yourself. But what I'll say is, if you're curious, lean in. You've been brought here for a reason. Take what resonates, blend it into your current belief system. Let yourself be surprised at what arises for you. Second thing I want to share, before we talk about the four common ones, there are so many different archetypal systems in the world. Personally, I work with the astrological faces of the goddess. These are the faces that are uh, expanded upon through astrology, the stars and the planets. Okay. And I also uh, work with the ones taught in the 13 moon priestess lineage of which I'm an initiate of. And then finally, number three, if you get caught by the goddess bug today, if you want to dive deeper into this work, a really beautiful place to start is with some of my meditations. Episode three, the full moon goddess of love meditation is going to be fantastic for you to start working with this energy and and cultivating it within yourself. And you can also sign up for my newsletter down in the show notes because I'm always sharing new ways to work with me and the goddess on your path. 
Now, housekeeping's done. Let's get into these archetypes. The ones I'm talking about today are the maiden, the mother, the dark goddess, and the crone. And learning about these faces of the goddess makes it easier for you to connect to those aspects that live within you. Being able to connect to these parts when needed will allow you to really understand how to tune into yourself, ways to navigate forward on your path, and also, and maybe even most importantly, if I should be so bold as to say that, how you can harness your inner power to create the life that you desire. To be clear, when a specific goddess approaches us, it's a reminder to use her energy from within. It's not about praying, working with, or honoring someone outside of us. She's rising from within too. So let's journey into this first archetype, which is the maiden. The maiden is the youthful aspect of ourselves, and she never goes away. You can be 16 and tapping into this part of you, or you could be 106. The maiden is connected to the season of spring. She's this essence of fresh starts and new beginnings, and she's honored on the days just past the new moon. When we work with the maiden, we tend to feel playful and be connecting to our sensual nature. When she is elevated within us, we are brimming with ideas and energy and aware of just how much potential we really hold. She works with the element of air, and that's the element that governs the thinking mind. The maiden plants seeds. She sets intentions, and she dreams so big. Everything is possible when looking at life through the eyes of the maiden. Something to remember is that there are also shadow archetypes or shadow energies within each of these archetypes. We can play to the light aspects, which, you know, I already shared with you about the maiden, or you might be falling into the shadow side. If you're running the shadow program of the of the maiden, you can become ungrounded. You might be getting lost in your ideas or, or constantly daydreaming. You might be seeing a whole lot of potential, but not taking action. And when we are in our shadow maiden, we can become kind of flighty, forgetful, and even a little oblivious. This archetype can be a little naive, and we can also make impulsive decisions when we're running the shadow side of this. When you're feeling that maiden rise within you, you can really stay or bring yourself into that higher expression by just checking in, taking on this energy of curiosity about your ideas, your goals, and your dreams, but staying connected to yourself enough so that you're not getting lost in them. There is always time to daydream, but there's also a time to spring into action on your ideas, okay? So simply identifying what you want to move forward with and asking yourself, okay, this is what I want to move forward with. What is it that I can do or what action can I take to really support this into manifesting is a really great way to stay in alignment. 
Typically, we feel our maiden rising after a period of time where things feel slow, silent, and almost like life has been put on hold. She's the fresh page of a new chapter. And when we're in this energy, it's really asking ourselves, what do we want this chapter to be about? Some tangible practices to elevate her within you is to consider what is it that you can or want to start. It could be a new journal. You might feel inspired to plant a garden. Perhaps you're ready to say yes to a course that you've always wanted to take. Maybe you honor the new moon. You might freshen up or completely start over with a vision board. You might dance to music or explore moving your body in new ways, playing with your oils, dressing up. You know, you get the idea. Bottom line, remember that the maiden wants you to stimulate your senses and start new things. Okay, so our second archetype is the mother. And obviously, the most popular representation of the mother archetype out in the world is our beloved Mother Mary. This energy is deeply nourishing, replenishing, and caring. The mother is honored during the full moon. She's linked to the season of summer and the energy of fertility. The seed is not only planted, now it is blooming with the TLC that comes from the mother archetype. This is the archetype that takes the ideas and births them out into the world. Now, playing with the fire element, she also is kind of in ownership of that creative spark. She takes action that supports her goals in manifesting. So we go from the maiden who has the idea to the mother who does the things. Now, the mother also understands that sometimes things take time. So she's the part of us that is patient. When we get all those messages to be patient and have faith and really any message around self-care, oftentimes we might be falling into the shadow mother aspects. And the shadow mother is the part of us that hovers and acts like a big old helicopter over our desires. It's the part of us that sometimes takes care of everybody else, but neglects our own needs. She can be protective, but really to the point where she doesn't allow others to learn their lessons. Listen, if you are feeling tired, burnt out, bitter, or frustrated, the lower expression of this archetype is likely running within you right now. Here's the thing. Understanding if you're in the shadow illuminates a path to taking your power back. It's not a reason to shame, blame, or feel guilty. When I work with clients in these patterns, my suggestion if you find yourself in that shadow energy, is to stop. Take a breath. Take a break. And really consider what your needs are right now. And the sky is the limit on what your needs are. It might be that you really need to take time to just sit and be in your own life instead of in everybody else's. It could be that you need to get your doctor's appointments scheduled and make those a priority the same way that you do for your partner and your kids. And sometimes 
and this is easier said than done, you might just need to start saying no. Practices that really nurture the mother are self-care, self-love dates, time spent with your loved ones in really healthy, mutual, energetic exchanges, which means that you feel just as filled up. You feel like you've received just as much as you've offered. Um, And really tapping into creative pursuits. Where the maiden plants the seeds, the mother waters, weeds, and maintains the garden, nurturing it into full bloom. All right, moving into our third archetype. So the third archetype is by far my favorite. It's the dark goddess. The dark goddess is the phoenix rising, the butterfly, the great transformer. She dives deep within. She knows that her greatest magic has at times been stifled, suppressed, denied, and she takes full responsibility in changing that. The dark goddess connected to the season of autumn is incredibly gifted at allowing things to fall away. She's accepting of life's dark, challenging chapters because she knows that they will not last. She'll live to tell another tale, and she will certainly rise to see the dawn of a new day. This is the archetype we feel when we are going through painful endings, when we're asked to let go, and when we're experiencing a metaphorical death. The dark goddess is also the energy we use when we are exploring our inner darkness or our shadow. We take a look at our wounds and our repressed feelings or traits, and this aspect of ourself allows us to integrate them so that we can tap in and experience our true wholeness. Practices that support the embodiment of the dark goddess, it's honestly an honest look at what is causing you pain, struggle, and frustration in your life. Allowing those challenges to go is going to be one of the greatest and and also the hardest gift you give to yourself. Sometimes this can happen in a very symbolic way. An example might be letting go of your wedding dress when you begin the process of divorce, really signifying or uh, symbolizing that you're ready to let go of that marriage. An example from my own path, you know, was about letting go of past failures and mistakes. At one point, in my life, I worked for a children's book company. I had bought so many books that sat in my closet untouched and brand new for years. And eventually I realized, only when I was about to move them for a third time, I realized that I was moving around or moving these books around with me was really me moving around with a past failure still strapped to my back. Once I tapped into that, I packed all those books up into my car. I drove to Goodwill and dropped them off, and I instantly felt so much lighter. And to that point, decluttering of any kind will usually have an energetic and emotional impact. Our belongings represent our internal state. Now, yes, sometimes it's going to be symbolic, Other times, it's going to be a very tangible and very, very obvious. It might be handing in your notice at a job that's toxic 
or ending a relationship that you've outgrown. Oftentimes when we're in the shadow of this archetype, we cling to what and who is not good for us. This may be out of fear or habit, or it can even sometimes be out of a straight resistance to change. The dark goddess understands that the only constant in our life is change, and she supports us in surrendering to that. And speaking of surrender, that's going to be the message you get when you are running this archetype a little bit higher than the others. The dark goddess within all of us knows that endings are necessary, and they usually, if not always, enable us to receive something far greater. Finally, our fourth archetype that I'm sharing is the crone, or the wise woman is also how she's known. This archetype is connected to winter, the water element, and the dark moon, so those days just before the new moon. The crone is the aspect of ourselves that holds sacred wisdom. As the feminine, we are highly intuitive and knowing. And when working with this aspect, we see how everything we need, all of the answers to the questions that we have, it's all within us. With this archetype, there is a stillness and a silence that seems to cloak us. The wise woman or the crone knows when to rest and that chapters of life where we feel empty or almost like there's this unfillable void, that those things are necessary and they are a part of the process. The crone holds the liminal space, the space between autumn and spring. So that time between letting things go and starting fresh. In the shadow, the crone can be a little bit of a hermit, which I know I have had a lot of experience in the shadow crone. She takes isolation, stillness, and rest just a little bit too far. And because she's gathered so much wisdom and seen a thing or two in her lifetime, she can sometimes have very little patience while she waits for others to catch up to her. She can forget that at some point she didn't know what she now expects others to know. You can deepen into this archetype with my recent episode, Winter is Coming. I lay out a ton of different ways to work with that energy. Um, You can also just take a look at resting more, slowing down, not filling your day, and intuitive practices from journaling, meditation, using tarot and oracle cards. I every month am running a dark moon temple where we join together to really harness the power of our inner crone. Um, And so those are just a handful of ways that you can nurture this energy. Now, all right, so those are the four archetypes. I know I threw a lot at you in this episode. Don't be afraid to listen in more than once. If your interest is piqued, go deeper with me. Definitely sign up for my newsletter using the link in the show notes. Uh, Explore other podcast episodes and um, reach out to me at info at Karen Monaco if you have questions. Next week, I'll be sharing a new moon yoga nidra with you, which I am very excited to release out into the world. 
But until then, I'm Karen Monaco. Thank you so much for being here and for being a part of the She Lives and Loves community. Bye.